Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast of the Galaxy. I'm here as always with Jared. How's it going, Jared? Going very well. How are you, Ron? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, almost April break, so... The... Uh, but today we have, uh, similar to our last episode, we have a different uh, uh, coverage for you today outside of MCU stuff. So today we're actually going to be hopping over to Star Wars. Obviously, we went to Super Mario last time, but um, since we're trying to expand beyond just the MCU now, especially with this uh, lack of content that we have with Marvel uh, as of late, uh, we would like to do uh, more than just Marvel. So we're going to be covering Star Wars. In this case, we're going to be doing Mandalorian. So as of uh, this episode that we're recording, uh, there have been five episodes that have released. We are going to be covering the first four so that in a new episode, we can go over the last four. So uh, we're going to be giving our uh, first reactions to uh, episodes one through four of season three of The Mandalorian. So, and we're going to be covering, like, you know, the parts we want to talk about, characters, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, that basically will be the uh, majority of the episode today. So, with that being said, Jared, actually, before we get into the first episode, just in general, because the fans have not heard um, us talk about Star Wars a lot. I think we might have covered it on just one episode. But in, specifically with Mandalorian, they definitely have not heard our thoughts on the show just in general, especially after the first two seasons. So with this whole, like, you know, Star Wars um, story with the Mandalorian, uh, just I want to hear your thoughts about what you think of it in general. And you can't include stuff about season three. You can't include, but just in general, what do you think about the show? Well, I mean, obviously you have your highlights. Like, I mean, the biggest thing about the Mandalorian if we're being honest, is Grogu. Like, Baby Yoda is just, like... It's just so cute. But it's also the fact that it was a good show besides that. It had its gimmicks, and it had its good parts, but it was a genuinely good show to watch. Like, there were super, super interesting parts, and how it ended with the with the with with season two with um the droid, you know, self-destructing, and there, there was just so much stuff going on. And you had Luke, you had all of... Grogu gaining the force powers and he's actually starting to like embody himself he can fight like there's just so much going on and it's and it's cool to like see how Grogu grows which is kind of hard to say but it's cool to see how Grogu grows as the series goes on and it's it's kind of heartwarming as well but overall I think it's just like a it's just a high quality series like I haven't not enjoyed any of the series to be honest with you like the fir- the first season was good Second season was good. I watched a lot of it with my uh, mom and dad, but it was just genuinely all good. I can't, I don't really have any uh, complaints about it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just start by saying that this continues to be uh, the best content that I've ever watched on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, and that does uh, count for all the other Star Wars. And that, granted, I have not watched Andor yet. Uh to be determined whether uh, my opinion changes about that after I've seen Andor, because I've heard it's really, really good. Uh, I, so I haven't seen that. But out of any of the other Star Wars stuff that I've seen, out of like Kenobi, um, you know, uh, the animated stuff, and then you have the MCU, all those projects, this is probably still my favorite thing that I've ever watched on Disney Plus, because. Uh, like you said, Jared, and you touched on it. Sure, the whole, the the show kind of makes its money based off of a little creature and a little adorable creature. I remember watching the first episode and the debut of uh, Grogu uh, broke the internet, and it actually this it was what got me hooked on the show because like you know I love Yoda and seeing a little baby form of him was like very very fun to see but um like you said jared the way that you that you can make the story so much more be than just that creature especially regarding the whole lore 
of no pun intended the Mandalorian. I think that you know that that's fantastic, and the acting is has been unbelievable up until this point. You have uh, Pedro Pascal is actually uh, one of my one of my favorite actors at the moment. He's definitely um, top ten of that I've seen. I love Pedro Pascal. Uh, you have he's hasn't been in season three yet, but which I do do believe is going to change eventually. But you had Giancarlo Esposito as the main villain, Moff Gideon. And I'm also a big fan of Giancarlo Esposito. So seeing him in a villain role, which he's so good at doing, has been quite fun. And then obviously you just have that relationship between the Mandalorian and Grogu. All of that stuff. Very, very cool. Um, I mean, you have, and we're going to be touching on her, on her a lot because she's a focal point of season three. Uh, Bo Katan. I don't know the actress's name, my apologies, but uh, still, Bo-Katan has done a really great job, and the actress has done a really great job playing her. So just all those things combined uh, have been, have, like, you know, really contributed to my overall enjoyment of the show. It's, and like I said before, uh, it's one of the best pieces of content that I've seen on Disney+. And just, in, you know, honestly, Star Wars in general, um, considering like, you know, wasn't the biggest fan of last Jedi. And then wasn't the biggest fan of rise of Skywalker, even though I liked rise of Skywalker more than last Jedi. Um, I could still confidently say that at least during like my time period of liking Star Wars, Mandalorian has been up there for one of my favorites. So yeah, that's just my thoughts regarding the show, just in general, uh, Jared, anything else you wanted to add? No, I think you encapsulated it really well. It's just a genuinely high quality thing. And I think that now that, you know, Star Wars movies aren't coming out, it's they're they're putting a lot more resources into it because it is Disney. They're trying to keep Star Wars alive and they're probably going to milk it until it's dry. But, I mean, it, I'm having fun with it. It just it stays a good series. And I think that, yeah, it's probably the highest quality thing I've watched on Disney+. Plus. I mean... The, the cinematography, the the acting. Pedro Pascal, amazing, as you said. It's just like, it's just really good in general. It's just a good, good overall series. Yeah, no, I absolutely, absolutely agree. And then just to touch on you, because obviously this needs to be touched on, the way that they were able to uh, up the, thus far uh, utilize the cameos that have been in the show to a, very impressive degree in my opinion like it, it it was fan service but it was useful fan service and it wasn't just being put in there to put in there because you had luke skywalker obviously come in to train uh grogu which and we're seeing that training come to fruition in season three obviously so that's very very wonderful and then he had boba fett which everybody wanted to see him again because like you know we it wasn't really confirmed that he died in the select pit back in return of the jedi so just all those those fun little cameos uh, sprinkled in, I do appreciate as well. Cause and like I said, it's not just oh let's get throw this guy in here to get a reaction. It's it has uh, meaningful uh, storyline purpose. So yeah, th- those are our first thoughts on it. But obviously we're touching about we're touching on season three now considering we are five episodes in we're but no we're only covering one through four um so jared you know it because it's been a obviously it's been a while since the previous two seasons uh and between the previous two seasons and episode and season three that time difference has been quite large but um since we were finally uh since we finally got new mandalorian content and uh considering everything that you've seen for the first two seasons how did the first episode uh like build your hype and or like did what like what did you think about the first episode see my my opinion on the first episode is that it wasn't the most i don't know how this is it wasn't the most captivating episode to be honest but it was necessary it was necessary to set up plot and actually like explain things i'm glad that we're getting more into the mandalorian lore i guess like their history their culture but it was 
it just, it just felt kind of forced to me a couple things throughout. Um, but I mean, it was, it was overall good. I did enjoy it. It was just that it, it wasn't, it's again, it's hard to explain like truly what I, what I think, but it's like, it was, it wasn't there. Like there, when you get into the later episodes, there's like rampant action, there's stuff like that. And this is more of an exposition dump. And I'm not complaining about that. It's just that it, it's it's not entirely the type of episode that I want. You know, when when he was when Mando was talking to um ah, I can't remember forgetting his name. Um uh, what's his name? Uh Hi what? uh What's the moniker that he has? He's he's like Do you remember? Are you talking about the well I'm just trying to figure out the person you're talking about and then I could uh it's a it's a guy you said? Yes, it's a guy. He he had the the moniker of a ruler and he's trying to like industrialize the planet. Yeah. No, I know who you're talking I don't, about. I, don't just, know I know who you're talking about. A lot of these yeah. conversations felt a little forced, and the jokes were a little stale for me. Um, it, I wouldn't say it was necessarily like dad humor, but it was just not the best to me. But again, like that is subjective. At the end of the day, it's just um, I don't know. It was it, it was it was a it was a fine episode. I would say it wasn't the worst. It was definitely. It could have been better for me, to be honest, but it definitely was not the worst. Yeah, so, and you're going to hear this comment uh, a few times, um, like from me at least, but I feel like a lot of this, like you said, Jared, is exposition. And unfortunately, like I said, you're not going to, that's not going to be the only time you uh, hear that from me. But, and I was fine with it the first episode. And that's what I'm going to touch on now, just the first episode. Because, like, you know, we were getting back into the swing of things. Like I said, it's been a while since we've seen Mandalorian. So we don't, haven't really been able to, um, you know, get back, right back into the swing of things. Because, like, you know, it's it's been a minute. You know, Mandalorian was just previously un- reunited with uh, Grogu. So we don't really have that much to go off of. And, and uh, in other words, a new story needed to be built. That's what this first episode uh, what kind of was in charge of doing. At least I would have hoped. And then again, I'm going to go into that a little later. But um, in terms of the uh, first episode, though, I think that, you know, it was good seeing uh, the return the return of that relationship between Mandalorian and Grogu. Obviously, it's a good standing one, and Mandalorian proves to still be a good fire figure. So I really, really loved that. Uh, the introduction of the pirates were cool as well, and I know that the fifth episode is based off pirates as well. So, And we'll be touching on that later on, but I, I like the pirates, and I also like their look too. Um, I thought that the CGI was actually quite well done on the pirates and that was a nice little uh action sequence through space between the pirates and the Ma- uh, mandalorian so i like that and then uh in terms of one of the key storylines introducing you know bo katan's role in this episode especially with her on the, on the throne in the end i really like that because uh i feel like bo katan was kind of set up previously to be a big character. And now we finally get to see her be a big character. And like I said, we're going to uh, see more of her obviously in future, in future episodes that we cover. And so, yeah, I really liked her reintroduction in this episode, but it's more specifically having a pivotal role. And then just uh, Mandalorian, look that whole storyline about him trying to find try to like redeem himself after like, you know, him kind of like being outcasted because he removed his helmet. So, and we're going to find out what happens with that in episode two. So we'll touch on that. But yeah, I, it, it wasn't too much like, you know, it, it wasn't back to the, you know, 
classic Star Wars, primarily because you did have to build stuff, which I was, you know, I was perfectly fine with. Um, so yeah, th- those are my thoughts on the first episode. Uh, but yes, it was good seeing uh, Mando and grow you back. So Jared, anything else to add regarding episode one? I would like to say, um, <clears throat> well, first of all, as I said, it's it's necessary to have all this exposition, and I don't necessarily think it's bad. It's just I don't like it as much as those things that Mandalorian has to offer, uh, offer, and like that's why I like the second, third, and fourth episodes a little better. However, um, one of the coolest scenes I thought I saw, or I thought was when Grogu was in the ship and he was flying and he saw those creatures outside um, and he was kind of just like cooing along with them and they were just, you know, they were going, when they were going light speed uh, and they were outside. That was really, really cool. I don't know what kind of creatures those were, but I just thought it was a really cool scene. Yeah. And also, were you talking about Grief Karga, Jared? Yeah. Just yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, there we, there we go. Because I did just look that up because, like, I know who you were talking about, but I also forgot the name. But, yeah, Grief Karga. Uh, it was good. But then again, going back to it, it was good seeing him back again. Haven't really seen much of him outside of that. But uh, then again, it was cool getting him and Mando interacting. So, yeah, that uh, that is that in terms of the first episode. Uh, Jared, moving on to the second episode, which I, I – yeah, I definitely think was, a, and I'm sure that you can p- probably agree, a big step up. What did you think of episode two? I mean, this was a lot better. First of all, uh, it, it looked really, really good. And there was a lot of just awesome, cool scenes in this. Um, I mean, I'll, that's the way, way end of the episode, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. First of all, um, Returning to the planet was really, really cool. I love seeing the scenes where, where you know, you know, you enter through super stormy, you know, lights start flickering and you kind of even out into this kind of, you know, not stormy place. It's very nice. Uh, and, it, you know, when Mando was entering in that in those caves and those creatures came out, but then finally you see like the ruins, the ruins are so cool. When I saw those, I was I was very I was like astounded when I first saw those. It was really really cool. The action was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed the action, um, and I I like that they continue the fact that he he has a hard time using the blade. I think that is a really 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 cool thing, um, that that happens with Mando because you know he's not devoted entirely to the blade because he cares about Grogo as well. I believe that's the reason. Uh, if if that's not correct, then stand stand be corrected, but. It's, yeah. I think it's. I think that's also a really cool thing to have. The action was overall really good, and the the last scene. I'll, I'll just talk about the last scene right now. When he entered the water, it was very powerful. It was to me, it was a very powerful scene. Him being, you know, finally cleansing his body in this kind of ritualistic kind of way, and fully like being, you know, accepted back into their. Obviously, not yet, but fully like. You know, he's cleansing himself in those waters. And the fact that, you know, the planet, which was previously thought not to be dead, is flourishing. And there are actually things that are happening. You know, it's not all just bad. And it's not, you can still, the planet is still alive. Like, you can you can go and do stuff there. The waters are still able to be swam in. And that was an amazing scene. That was probably my favorite scene throughout the entire uh, episode. But it was 100% a massive step up from the first episode. Yeah, no, I will say about this episode uh, that even after seeing four episodes, this is probably still my favorite one. And it actually is one of the one of my favorites throughout all of them, to be honest with you, just because and Jared, you touched on some of the aspects that made it so cool. But I mean, like it was just such a very cool episode because you had, like you said, the ruins him going to like you know Mandalore, all that, very cool. He had the uh, cool alien type figures. I don't re- don't know exactly what they were, but yeah, I mean, I, I did like yeah. But they, they you know they provided some cool action sequences. We even got a small action sequence with Baby Yoda against one, so that was very fun. Um, but yeah, they they allowed for uh, good action sequences there, and. Uh, 
like you touched on Jared, the fact that, you know, he had to him going underwater to redeem himself. Uh, that part was very cool, specifically regarding the mythosaur and being revealed in the bottom of the uh, lake. That was very, uh, very well done, in my opinion, because it set up, you know, a key storyline in, you know, be, with being the fact that something that has is a legend, like nobody really has it's because it's been talked about, but it's never been confirmed that it's real is now confirmed at least through the eyes of Bo-Katan and Mandalorian. So that is uh, that, and that'll be interesting to see how this, the spotting of the mythosaur comes into play later on. And not, not to mention it also looks very, um, very cool seeing it underwater with his eye and stuff like that. So, yeah, this episode, just in general, between going to getting some more of Grogu's powers, uh, seeing the Mythosaur stuff like that, the return to Mandalore, that was all. That that was all well done, in my opinion, and it honestly made it one of the most entertaining Mandalorian episodes, not only to date, but certainly out of all the episodes so far, in uh, from my perspective. So. Yeah, Jared, anything else to add about that? I would say the Mythosaur looks really menacing. And it, yes. I mean, it, it was really cool to see that as well. Um, I play, I think I've shown you the game, so Monica. And it kind of, yeah, it kind of felt like a, just like a, not a, not a, like a, a drop, but like it was just, it was surprising. It was just really, really cool to see that. Uh, and I do agree with you that this is probably the best episode out of uh, all four. But I mean, it was just it, it was different from what we've seen. Like the Mandalorian, it, it it has a lot of reach. It's a lot of variety. It has a lot of they're not. It's not like a one tone show. They're doing a lot with it, and there's a lot of it has good world building as well, um, which I'm which I'm really excited to see like keep going. Yeah, I I fully agree, and yeah, it was nice. Just one more thing. It was nice. Uh, following this episode and the events that happened to see Mandalorian, you know, be welcomed back again, like you said. So, yeah, just all of that made it a very solid episode. So with that down, let's move on to episode three, which I think is a very, in terms of like the most interesting and, but also polarizing episodes, because I remember online there were certainly some people that did it like this as much for you know understandable reasons but also liked it jerry what did you think of episode three see i would say i'm pretty in the middle between those two takes i liked it i mean my favorite part was probably the dog fight between the tie fighters like that was just a really cool scene um it was it was very long as well it was a very very extended fight but i really really liked it um you know, it's with, with like with like Doctor Perishing coming into play, things like that. It's I actually went back and watched a couple of episodes, um, uh, like in in the prior seasons to remind myself of things. But it's really cool to see like certain characters come back into play, and you know, with the obviously you had the fights and then you had the exposition dump, but. It, <laughs> It was not as good as episode two. It was kind of a downturn from that, I will say. But I think it was overall still good. Like I didn't, I didn't not enjoy it. It was still very good. It was just that you know, it wasn't as good. There wasn't as much like wow factor to it. I think it was a little less interesting for me. But again, I have seen like like my dad loved it. My dad loved episode three. We didn't watch it together, unfortunately, but he absolutely loved episode three. You know, I was a fan, but I wasn't the biggest fan ever. Um, it was, I, I mean, I, I, I honestly think that outlines everything about the episode. I thought there was a lot happened, but also not a lot happened. If that makes, if that makes sense, like in terms of the episodes, it was a step up from episode one but I stepped down from episode two in terms of what I like the, again, I love the fight, but 
there just wasn't as much as episode two in terms of, you know, mystery and just exploration, things like that. But it was still, it was still a good episode. But, you know, when you go to, like, when you see the armor and things like that, it's really cool to see, you know, him finally start to, you know, get accepted back into society and just become more. But it was like, it just kind of felt a little jumbled to me. So, uh, yeah, I, that jumbled uh, part you just mentioned, I do agree with. Um, I will say that this was probably my least favorite episode and probably continues to be my least favorite episode. Because, like I said, uh, and this was going to be repeated, it was way too much exposition. And because when I first watched the, when in the very beginning, like you said, Jay, with the TIE Fighters, I thought, oh boy, here we go. We're getting down to more action stuff. So I did enjoy the TIE Fighter scene. and, And because that's what Star Wars is. But then you went into a lot of exposition with Dr. Pershing. And while it was cool to see his face again, um, I don't think it needed to be, you know, for that majority of the time. Because that's it's the story. And I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you know, I don't want to make it sound selfish. But, you know, I watched, I watched The Mandalorian to watch Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. That, like, that's pretty much what... And, with like I said, with all due respect to Doctor Parashik, and I do appreciate the fact that he was brought back. You know, it's yeah. I mean, I want to see uh, more of the Mandalorian, so that's why it kind of kind of took me out of it. If there were more action with Doctor Parashik included, then I would have been even more for it. However, unfortunately, there was not, and it was a lot of explaining. Now, I I'm not gonna pretend like the exposition wasn't important because I do believe it was important and Jared I'm actually what I actually do want to get your thoughts on some of the exposition later on but I still feel like I just wanted more Mandalorian because a lot of it was just more of Dr. Parashay's story and yeah it kind of took me out of it because based on how slow it was so uh yeah I I really don't have like a lot more to say other than the next question I'm going to ask you Jared because like I, that's pretty much what it was about. It, it was the Dr. Perishing show. So, um, but it was cool seeing him kind of, kind of sort of get that redemption arc, um, you know, trying to do good and not necessarily bad. So that whole part was um, pretty interesting. But what I wanted to ask you, Jared, is because this exposition was a lot about fo- focused heavily on cloning. So with that being said, because this does take place after the events of Return of the Jedi before the events of uh, Force Awakens, which by that time we know that, you know, Palpatine's kind of in the background doing his cloning business. Well, I mean, hopefully. Um, But yeah, what I want to ask you is, do you think this exposition based on all the cloning stuff and Dr. Pershing's... uh, studies about cloning do you think it ties into palpatine at all you know from i hope so you know i I don't know if you remember this but one of the things that i really wanted from the the movie force awakens was for them to explain the cloning because i was super interested in how it was actually happening right yep you remember that yep and i still want that i still really want to see how that is happening and you know i Dr. Pershing, that is his entire character, is cloning, as you said. And even so, I'm still very excited. You know, it's was it too much exposition? Yeah. I think I think the same level of like power of, of the words could be could be gotten through less words. I think that they just kind of extended it too much. But I'm I'm I really hope that it does connect to Palpatine because it would it would very much so like loop everything back in, and I honestly think that's what they're trying to do, because they're trying to make like the Mandalorian all of Star Wars, and like the shows they're trying to make all of Star Wars because 
movies aren't coming out anymore. You know, do you know? Do you understand what I mean by that? I, I do. Like I do. And it's it's both good and bad because we get a lot from it, but it also means that all the episodes are going to be populated by a lot of stuff, not just a single kind of thing. So, while I do hope that it is, it could be a you know on its own type thing that it's going to be a challenge for the for Mando to deal with, but you know it could totally link Mando and the Force Awakens somehow. It would be very very cool if that did happen, um, and I hope they are trying to do that. But again, I just I I just don't know at this point. It's going to be it's going to be a little interesting to see. But I feel like Dr. Perishing is going to have a pretty massive impact on everything. Yeah, no, 100%. I will say that my response is very similar to yours. I would hope so. Um, primarily, number one, if it doesn't involve Palpatine, then I simply do not care about the cloning thing. Like, that's pretty much the bottom line. Because I was, I will tell you right now, um, I was totally after watching this whole episode, because it was a long episode, too. I mean, it didn't yeah. necessarily help the fact. <laughs> What was it, 56 minutes? It was, yeah. It was really long. Yeah, no, it didn't help the fact that it was uh, under a little under an hour. However, um, I was spending most of the episode wondering, okay, is this going to tie into Palpatine? Because this is the only way where I'm going to come back in this, come back and see this episode in a different light. So for that, for this episode's sake, I would definitely hope that Palpatine has something to do with us. But in terms of the overall Star Wars franchise's sake, over whether or not this is for um, Palpatine, I, I, I would hope so as well. Because, like you said, Jared, I have also been looking for some backstory about how Palpatine got cloned in that whole process. Because that was one of the biggest gripes I had with Rise of Skywalker, the fact that it did not get explained. I figured that it was not going to get explained, and I was we, a lot of people were correct. Uh, believing that it was not going to get explained. All it took was a little line for Poe Dameron, and that was it. He's back. However, um, I and that's by the way, that's coming from somebody who did not does not actively dislike Rise of Skywalker. I actually appreciate it for trying to fix the mess that Last Jedi caused, and my that's just my opinion. I, so look, I do have that kind of appreciation for Rise of Skywalker, and it's certainly not the my least favorite but i mean it did have some issues with the big one being palpatine needed to be addressed so if you i think it's brilliant if you use a show that a lot of people are interested in because like you know it's it's one of the most marketable things on disney plus um if you use this to kind of go deeper into the cloning process specifically tied to the system that palpatine uses to uh, and we kind of see more of how that came to be. I think it would be brilliant. So I and I will promise that I will go back on this episode and look at it in a different light if this is what is coming. But if not, like I said, then I don't. It doesn't connect to me as well. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that while I do think that it was too much exposition, if there's a payoff, like a big payoff, and I'm not just talking about oh, let's clone these. Let, let let's just established there's cloning so that we can make sure people know that there was cloning by the time Palpatine um, came by the time the Palpatine cloning era started. That's not what I'm looking for, so I hope that's not the case. But if it gets specifically tied to the process that Palpatine of Palpatine coming back, then I'd appreciate it. So, yeah, Jared, anything else about that? I agree with you, honestly. If there... If they're if they're just having exposition to have exposition about cloning, it's just lazy to be honest. Like the reason I'm interested about the Palpatine cloning is because it's Palpatine being cloned, not because it's just cloning. Like, yeah, it's interesting technology wise, but just like it's you could fill it with other things that'd be more interesting. So, like, I'm I'm hoping for the best, but you really never know, can we? Yeah, no, we can't. So. We, but obviously we can at least hope and uh, that's what we're going to have to do at this point until we see more proof that this ties to Palpatine, which I, like I said, really hope it does. So with that being said, that's episode three down. Jared, let's move on to episode four. What did you think about that episode? You know, I 
I liked this episode. I didn't like it as much as the second episode. However, it was better than the third and first episode. You know, you had a lot going on here. You had the flashbacks and you also had the, you know, re- like rescue scene. However, I Baby Yoda, as you said, is one of the main reasons to watch The Mandalorian. And the fact that they give they gave him like a super small weapon was really really cute. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. The like three little projectile thing. It was it was yeah. very very cute to see. And that entire thing, you know how it's a little bit of a joke, but it's also you know, it, it's kind of practical. I mean, he needs to be able to defend himself, even though he does have the force. We saw him launch a probably like three hundred pound like creature out of a cave in episode two. So, I mean, it was it was it was a good episode. There was a, there was a good amount of explanation with the flashbacks, but it was also action with the chase scenes, the classic stormtroopers. It kind of felt like at some points it kind of felt like you're back in a Star Wars movie where you know your main character is being chased by stormtroopers. It was just it kind of felt like classic Mandalorian. You had that exposition, but it was also intertwined with action instead of being you know just a bunch of exhibition dump after action like like episode 3 was. It was overall just like a better episode in my opinion. The birds are a little disturbing though. They're <laughs> those bird babies are weird. They are. They look really really scary. And like Ragnar and things like that, Grogu's little fight with Ragnar. I like that. Uh it was just it was just an overall good episode. I liked it. Yeah. So I had no problems with this episode. I mean, sure, did it build a lot of the story? No. Um, but it was still classic Star Wars. You know, you had... It was action pretty much throughout with trying to save the little uh, boy and uh, going on that journey with his father as well, another Mandalorian. That was pretty cool seeing um, more of him. And the birds are also pretty. I I do agree with you. The birds were actually quite scary. Um, felt bad for them though when their mother got eaten. But yes, like that, that was is, like, that is kind of at, at least like they got like you know at least they're getting trained now. Um, but yeah, uh, it was nice and action filled. So I appreciated that. And we did get some more uh, Bo Katan action as well. And actually, and we haven't really touched on this. A lot, so I'll just touch on it. her journey as a Mandalorian has been uh, great, and see her like you know join in on the action now um, is pretty uh, pretty nice to see. But yeah, I, no problems with this episode. The key part, in my opinion, was definitely the stuff surrounding Baby Yoda because we did get a flashback back to that execute uh, Order sixty six traumatic scene. Uh, cause apparently we need to continue going back to that scene, but, but, um, no, in all seriousness, it was cool kind of seeing like, you know, the process of like, you know, how baby Yoda survived 66. So that was cool seeing that flashback. And we also, like you said, we also got to see him use his powers in a very adorable way as well. And I do believe there's a story coming. Well, I mean, it's already happening, but there's probably going to be, um, more as we move forward with him actually becoming a Mandalorian eventually, or at least like, you know, trying to. So I, I, I really like that. And it gives uh, baby Yoda a fun little storyline. It's not just in there for uh, smiles and giggles, but he's, you know, he is in there to advance his own storyline as well. So yeah, I, I like this episode for what it was as well. Um, do I wish it was, it advanced a little more to the story? Sure. But um I, I had nothing against it. And it was definitely probably my second favorite episode just because of how it definitely brought Star Wars and the Mandalorian like back to its roots, in my opinion. And especially after the third episode, which, like I said, I was a, a huge fan. But, uh, Jared, anything else to add about that? So, I would like to touch on Bo-Katan. I think her journey is is very, very cool. And I think she's going to end up with a very powerful position. Whether it's like, I don't know, at the end, you know, maybe Mando will pass off the blade onto her and they will, and, you know, Grogu and him will continue their journey into season four or some other, you know, form of, but I think she'll end up being a very, very big character. 
and leading uh, and leading a lot of the Mandalorians. I think she's definitely going to be a massive character with how much she's been in the show so far. It's going to be. I mean, I also just I like the character. She's she's fun. Um, I wouldn't say fun, but she's 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 a, she's good. I like her. Um, and I think her journey is going to be very good and entertaining. And yeah, I mean, this episode, and I assume we're going to get more, a lot more in, in episode five. My dad watched episode five, and he said it was um, the best so far. So I'm excited for that. But oh. yeah, I, I mean, I love the episode. It was good. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So yeah, with that being said, now that we've gotten pretty much all the first reactions out of the way, Jared, now's the time to, if you have any specific parts you want to talk about, any specific characters you wanted to talk about, uh, now is the time uh, to do that. So do you have any, you know, outstanding uh, or like, you know, highlight, highlighted moments throughout the first four episodes so far? Well, I would just, I just want to kind of talk about Mando and the, their culture and the black, in the in the black blade as well, I, I I need to do more research on it. But how is that actually going to come to fruition? Because the black blade has so much influence in their culture. It's the person who leads their entire you know it, it leads a massive part of them. And I'm wondering like because he 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 wields the black blade right now, and so he is a a very powerful figure. And I'm just like. It's it's the Mandalorian, so Mandalorians are obviously going to be a really really big part of this. And I just want to know, like, I don't, I, I, you might know more than me about this, but how is that going to like come to play? Like, because he has this massively powerful weapon, like massively massively powerful. It's pretty much a lightsaber, and he he doesn't use it a ton because of you know it's it's hard for him to wield. Do you think he's going to have like a I don't know not a training montage, but like a Either like a he pawn he pawns it off on someone, or like he just gets better at using it through some kind of way. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up, and I actually did kind of forget to highlight the dark saber. Uh, I, I I would imagine that you know there will be more uh, between with Mandalorian actually using the dark saber because I don't want to just see him hand it off. That's kind of boring. Um, I would like to see him uh, train with it. So I do believe that there should be uh, at some point, but before the end, we see him, you know, kind of master those skills associated with the dark saber, not necessarily master it, I guess, but like at least get more um, handy with it because it's a very cool, very cool weapon. I do. I think it's a very fascinating um, weapon. So seeing the Mandalorian use that, and have that, like, you know, as a, as a tool he could use if he, if he were, like, for example, if he were to battle um, uh, a Sith, which I, who knows if that's, who knows if that would happen. But, yeah, you know, it would be cool to see him use that Darksaber. And especially more in action, like, we did kind of get him a little bit of action earlier on with him using the Darksaber, but I would like to see more of it because, like, like... Um, I said before, it's a very cool weapon. So I, I and so if you want my honest opinions about it, I do think Mandalorian should hold on to it, and we should get you know more um, training scenes with him using it. So yeah, that's basically. I don't know what's going to happen with it, considering I'm not and I'm not an expert, Jared, on it. So I don't like have a definitive like this is definitely going to happen. But I would at least like to see him use it a bit more and become more comfortable with it. So, uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to add about that? No, I was just, you know, it's it's just curious to me. I like weapons a lot, and it's a super cool, it's a really cool design. And so I want, you know, I just kind of want to know more about it, and I want to get a little more on it. Um, but I would like to, like, talk more about, like, their culture in general, because it's obviously extremely important to him. Like, just the Mandalorian way is very, very important to him. He went through that entire process to get reinstated, you know, going to the planet, bathing in those baths. And so it seems like he's super into, um, like, he's going to be very, very diligent with not taking his helmet off and obeying, like, the, the like, laws that they have. And I want to know, like, that's obviously going to have a massive effect on the future of this. But, like, is he going to continue? Is he going to continue to have like a super 
in-depth relationship with the Mandalorians. Like, because obviously you can't stay close to them all the time. He has to go out in the galaxy with Grogu. So, like, I'm just, like, it makes me curious on, like, how that relationship is going to work. Because he's obviously, he wants to be very close with all of his, you know, all of his brethren and, you know, family. But it's, you know, it'll, it'll be hard for him because he can't stay there. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I, it, it's kind of tough to like, because I, I, I do like uh, Mandalorian going on his own missions with uh, Grogu. I absolutely enjoy that. I would say that's more of a highlight for me than when he's on the island with the other Mandalorian, in my opinion. So with that being said, I, you know, I would like to, I, I'm like you, I would like to see him go out of it on, on his own as well. Uh, I feel like there can be both though. Like I, to basically go off of what you just said, I feel like he can do both. He could be a successful Mandalorian. He can have good, uh, connections with all the other Mandalorian on that planet. But I feel like he can also at the same time go out on his own missions and like be, be in good standing considering because he's he's highly respected he can pretty much do whatever he wants to be honest as long as he doesn't do anything like take off his helmet which makes him no longer respected but i feel like you know people uh look up to him especially the father of the in episode four the father who had to rely on mandalorian and bo katan to save his son i i feel like you know he's highly respected that in that regard so i feel like he he has the power to go and do whatever he wants without having to like you know break up you know connections with the other mandalorian so i and i i honestly feel like the show has been doing a good balance of that like we've seen some some stuff with him interacting with the other mandalorian some stuff him going on his own. So I feel like it's fine right now. I really don't think that there's anything necessarily to be concerned about in that regard. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my response to it. If you had anything to go off of that, but so yeah, anything else Jared about that? I would like to get your opinion on a return or possible return. Well, I, I know that he's going to return, but the return of Moff Gideon, because yeah, I, mean, okay. I saw from, yeah, um, Giancarlo, uh, his he, he posted on Twitter that it was going to be like a rise of a phoenix or something. Um, but <laughs> I want to get your opinion on that because I mean he's such a good actor, and I'm I'm super interested to still see the character. No, yeah, good question. Uh, no, I don't think he's gone. I think he definitely will be back. Uh, probably towards the end of this. I I it's hard to see who the main like what the final battle is going to be in this season. Because I don't see – I, it's not gearing toward – we're not – it's not like we're being built towards another showdown towards Moff Gideon and Mandalorian. It can, the show could always surprise us and make that the final thing with uh, Moff Gideon being set up. Like maybe, maybe he returns in episode five, but maybe like six or seven as well. Um, even though I feel like that would be a bit rushed considering there are only eight episodes. But um, – yeah, we definitely haven't seen the last of him, and I do believe we will be seeing him again in this season because, like, he's he he's a very good Star Wars villain, and like I said in the very beginning, Giancarlo Esposito is a fantastic actor, and you know you you can't just, especially since he was never killed, you can't just say, "Oh, you're done now. We don't need you anymore." No, he's he's part of what makes the show what it is. So I absolutely think that Moff Gideon will return. I think that he's the until. I believe that until he dies, um, the Mandalorian show should focus on him versus uh, uh, Mandalorian and Grogu. Because I feel like that's that's made the show what it has been. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, my thoughts on that. I'm assuming you have thoughts on Moff Gideon as well. Well, no, I mean... As I said, he's just such a good actor. I mean, yes, I love him in everything that he's in. Breaking Bad. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I haven't even seen that. I know you yeah, haven't seen Breaking Bad, but he was amazing in that. He was he's amazing in The Boys. Um, he's he's an overall menacing actor. Like he can be just like super menacing, but he was just really good. And I'm excited to see him come back because I think he can come back in a 
very powerful way. You know, political power has a huge, huge statement and like place in Star Wars. Political power is huge. There are powerful people who might not be the most powerful physically, but who are powerful because of their place. And I'm excited to see him in honestly both facets actually thrive and be there in the show. Because I, I don't think it's realistic for him not to come back. As you said, he's not dead. And so he's going to come back. And also he posted on Twitter that he would be back. So, yes, you know, I'm just I'm super excited for that. I really, really hope it happens soon. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And I do think it'll happen this season. Like I said, whether or not he's a big bad in the final episode, that remains to be seen. But I do believe he'll be back uh, this episode. Uh, sorry, this season. So uh, with that being said, uh, Jared, any other thing uh, you want to talk about regarding the first four episodes? So there, there is one last thing. That so, is okay. So the one last thing is Grogu. I think that this is the yeah. this is one thing that we haven't talked a ton about. We have seen him grow a lot. Do you watch the show with close captions? No. So if you did watch a show with closed captions, you would see that uh, Grogu's closed captions. Have you heard? Have you seen it? Have you seen I, do, I, I, I think I know what this is about, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So well, in general, we've been seeing him grow, get more powerful and also kind of not learn to speak, but he's like articulate, not articulating, but like he's growing is what I'm saying. Do you, how far do you think that will get in this season? Do you think we'll we'll see like a a massive boost in power from Grogu so so like he can be an actual component in fights like a big partaker in fights this season? Uh, I feel like that would be rushing it quite a bit if we were to see it. Like I like the pace that it's going right now, and I don't think that it should be like a full him being in a full uh, full blown fight is a good idea. I would rather it be a slow burn and potentially, because I know there's a season four that's already being created. So I would, I think that that's when you'll get the full fight scenes with Grogu in uh, season four. And I don't know if that disappoints you, Jerry, with that, but like, I think that, you know, the pace it's gone with him slowly starting to like, you know, get like, you know, we're slowly starting to see his powers. If you just put him in battle, um, cause there's only after this three more episodes left. So after episode five, so I feel like it would be too soon to put him out of the battlefield already. Like, should he, he, I'm not saying he can't like, you know, take out a few enemies, but like, I also feel like he shouldn't be, have, have full, like 100% of his, you know, kind of powers that are associated with being a Jedi. Uh, I feel like that should come kind of like slowly. So, yeah. Did you have thoughts on that? To You know, I, like... I, I no, I agree with you. I think yeah. that it should happen slowly, but it's cool to see him actually grow because yes. he's not like we think of him as baby Yoda. But I mean, Yoda, he was 700 years old. And as we know, they, they grow slowly. It's not like he's going to be, you know, looking like Yoda in the next episode. <laughs> It's gonna be a very slow, and I, and I, I do like the pace. And along, and just kind of going along with that, the last question: How many seasons do you think we're gonna get out of this? This is a big question that I asked my dad as well, but I want you to know, answer. I, you know, honestly, as many as I, I don't want it to stop because this is like you said, Jared. You know, Star Wars is very heavily show based right now. There's no movies. There has not been a singular movie since Rise of Skywalker. So, and Rise of Skywalker felt like forever ago, to be totally honest with you. So, like, you know, as long as, I would say my answer to you is this. As long as, as long as it relies heavily on um, the show base and not the movie base, then I feel like Mandalorian can go for like, you know, five, six seasons because, you know, that's I, as a Star Wars fan, because like I, the only content I have is Mandalorian and stuff like Andor. And even though I haven't watched Andor, but Obi-Wan Kenobi and stuff like that, they're all on Disney Plus and Mandalorian's the best so far that I've seen. So I would want to see it continue to go until 
you know, Star Wars moves out of that Disney Plus phase and more into the film phase. And we, and here's the thing. We don't know when the film phase is going to start up again. Because, like, there has been absolutely zero. So I don't think there's a movie for the next, like, three years. And who knows if they're, like, even going to go into for the create one for the fourth, fifth year. I just, yeah, I have no idea. So, yeah, I, what do you think, Jared? You know, I also hope that it can, you know, continue to go for a long time. Because one thing that I mentioned earlier is that Mandalorian has really good world building. And I think they can continue to expand upon it and explore things. Because Star Wars has a ton of lore and, like, backstory that are not explored in the movies. A massive amount. And so I think they can explore a ton of things that Star Wars fans know nothing about, which is a super interesting topic. I think that, you know, we think of the Star Wars movies as, like, the be-all, end-all for Star Wars. But there is like books, comics, there is just so much stuff that we don't know about Star Wars. Uh, the lore goes really, really deep in Star Wars. And so I think that they can continue to build the world and build the characters for a long time. And I think it can end up being a very, very set in stone, really good, long series. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And yeah, like I said, the Disney Plus content. Honestly, and I can I can say this for Marvel too, has been quite enjoyable even compared to the some of the movies that have been coming out and so yeah i as i would have no problem if they go for six if five six whatever they need to do i don't i i mean i'm not going to look as far as like i I would probably say like maybe five right now um because i we just don't know how what's going to play out but um yes since they're at least making a fourth i would say maybe five as of right now, but yeah, I think that it should keep on going for quite a bit. So with that being said, Jared, any other uh, thoughts about the Mandalorian? No, I think we've talked about quite, quite a lot, quite a lot. We did. We did. No, I mean, obviously you're, I mean, we're both passionate about Star Wars, but I know this is also uh, a thing you're heavily invested in um, as well. So, and you, and you were the one who even asked to do a Mandalorian themed podcast. So, which I do appreciate. Cause like I said, more, outside stuff the better so uh yeah but i thank you for uh bringing this into the podcast jared because it was quite an enjoyable one so uh with that being said do you have any other final words for the fans about the mandalorian i definitely think that the mandalorian is it's it's definitely here to stay like it's going to be a massive series going on because again it is disney and they Oh, I can guarantee you, 10 years from now, they're still going to be releasing Star Wars content. They will <laughs> not let go of the series because they paid an unholy amount for it. And they will get their money worth. They will get their money back no matter what. And so, like, honestly, like, embrace it. Like, do some research on The Mandalorian because the Star Wars, as I said, the Star Wars lore goes really deep. Like, there, is, there are massively powerful characters that we haven't seen. You know, some in video games that we've seen. Oh, I forget. I forget the name of um, one one Sith who was just absolutely insanely powerful. Like he pulled down multiple like star destroyers in one like uh, he, he was in one of the games, um, but I forget. I forget what his name is. But there are absolutely crazy things in Star Wars that if you watch the movies, you have no clue about. So definitely, if you're interested in this topic, do do some research, and it's really cool. Yeah. No, I 100%. I, I mean, I played. I mean, are you talking about Fallen Order? Because that's the only other. That's the only. It thing might I can be. Was there, was there a person there who was insanely powerful? I, who, like. It's been a while since I played the game, so I don't know. I was, That's the first video game that comes to my mind, though. Uh, but yeah, there are some things that I've tried out with Star Wars that you know, have been very cool outside of movies. So, like you said, Jared. So, yeah, always, always try out that stuff. But yeah, with that being said, I want to thank you all once again for tuning into a brand new episode. Um, Next time, I I know that we obviously still have to cover five through eight. That is definitely coming. Probably not in the next episode because we still have to review the Super Mario Bros. movie for the next episode. We also 
uh, has to get into some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, which tickets actually go on sale Monday. So we got to start uh, previewing that and getting ready for that. But uh, yeah, so we definitely have some exciting times coming up. But yeah, like I said, and I speak for Jared as well, we thank you all for to taking your time to listen to us. And uh, yeah, uh, have a great rest of your day and we will see you next time. We'll see you next time.